Welcome to the podcast. Every week I'll share leadership thoughts, books I'm reading, or tools I'm using to teach leadership skills. I believe everyone has influence. Every family, school, church, city, country is determined by its capacity for effective leadership. So let's jump in. Well, welcome to Leadership Podcast, and I am in a series of podcasts where I'm talking through some thinking I'm doing with the help of a great leadership guru, Max Dupree. Max Dupree was the CEO of Herman Miller Company, a furniture maker, a, a very, very, very highly crafted furniture company. And uh, he wrote two books that were the two biggest leadership influences from a book standpoint on my life, Leadership is an Art and Leadership Jazz. And because I'm going through Leadership Jazz right now, which is the second of the two books, I'm sharing my learnings from that and then how they've impacted me. Uh, Max talks a great deal about our commitments and how we treat our, our people whom we lead, because of the variety of gifts and skills that people bring to any workplace, uh, and the need we have for good people to execute strategies, it's critical, he says, that we treat almost all the people we lead as volunteers. In other words, people don't have to stay in one place. They don't have to work for this company, this organization, for this leader, and they follow someone truly only when she deserves it. So leaders and followers don't sit on parallel lines. They're always close but never meeting. Leaders and followers are all, always parts of a circle. So whether you are involved formally or informally, everything you accomplish happens through that circle of teamwork. Not a single person acts independently. We are not our own, it says in Romans. Um, every single person within your organization works within a loop of social accountabilities. Every family, every church, every business, every team. And it is an arm-in-arm accountability. The, the highest risk leader is the one who thinks she works alone. And as a person myself who is wired, I'm wired toward independence. I'm wired as a lot of people are. I'm wired toward being a lone warrior. This is a constant need of mine is to be reminded that I never act in solo. I'm always acting in a circle of interdependence and accountability. One of the things Max Dupree says is it's important to understand that leadership is a posture of indebtedness. That the process of leading is the process of fulfilling commitments that you have made to people and you've made to your group. Your promises are your commitments. Keeping those promises and the way in which they are kept are parts of the art of leadership. Knowing what not to do is as important as knowing what to do. So followers really determine how successful you and I are going to be. And if we've kept commitments with the right people, those people end up executing strategies that we put in place sometimes. And there's also another step beyond this. 
another step to look at this as, as far as thinking about those who follow us in our leadership is what are the rights and needs of those followers? And how can we fulfill the debt we have that in, to them to be, um, because they're in that position of following up some of our initiatives? What are the rights and needs of followers? To think of followers as volunteers is the first place to begin to meet the needs of the people that we lead. Uh, the goals of the organization are best met when the goals of the people in the organization are met in the same time, in the same moment. And these sets of goals are seldom the same. Uh, Max Dupree talks about when he was teaching once at night school, he used to ask his classes, why do you go to work? He said not one single time did everyone, anyone ever answer to make profit for the company. Never one time. Any follower has a right to ask a lot of things of her, of her leader. He says here are several questions that leaders should expect to hear. And the answer to these questions are some of the promises leaders, leaders make. What may I expect from you? Can I achieve my own goals by following you? Will I reach my potential by working with you? Can I entrust my future to you? Have you bothered to prepare yourself for leadership? Are you ready? This is a big one, listeners. Are you ready to be ruthlessly honest? Do you have the self-confidence and trust to let me do my job? What do you believe? And the answer to those questions is really the future effectiveness of your leadership. What a leader promises to the institution can be developed by thinking in a certain way about the needs of the institution. And just as individuals have a right to expect certain things of a leader, an institution, which is, by definition, many groups of people, of individuals coming together, the, 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 the leaders have this expectation and demand put upon them by its followers. And that's fair. Um, one of the things that Max does in his chapter on promise keeping and integrity and leveraging your influence is he said, for example, the organization should expect the leader to define and express both in writing and especially through behavior, the beliefs and values of the institution. The organization can, to carry out its work, expect from a leader a clear statement of its vision and its strategy. Patrick Lencioni talks about this a lot in The Advantage when he talks about clarity, clarity, clarity. A leader, the organization, should hold be held accountable for the design of the business, the structures, the bones and muscle of any organization. The leader is responsible for lean and simple statements of policy that is consistent with the beliefs, the values, the vision, and the strategy of the organization. And he says this, equity is the special province of a leader. There is more than the financial side of equity. And he says, I don't mean control. A leader is responsible for equity in the assignment of resources. Resources both tangible and intangible, measurable and immeasurable in relation to those agreed-upon priorities. 
So for example, for us right now, we are going through a process. I'll tell you how practical this is for me, why I'm re-going through this. We're going through a process right now in looking at our structure of our uh, around 50 staff and how we can make that structure as efficient as possible for everyone to reach their potential and thereby contribute in a maximum way to our agreed-upon priorities, which we will be stating are an X number of people cared for. We have about 10,000 people within our database who claim to be Southbrookers. We want to restructure so that we can eventually become an organization where as many as possible of those 10,000 people feel like, hey, when I have a need, I know where I can be cared for. When our family has challenges, I know where I can lean in to people to get direction and pastoring and care. So equity is the special, special province of a leader. That means that the assignment of how do we resource, especially our people, in relation to what we've said are our priorities. So that's why for us, we're going to become very clear on what are we trying to do in creating our organization of pastoring people and leading people who at one time were de-church skeptics to live like Jesus, the context of all that being care. And, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That, that priority is then what determines how do we organize people's talents. In our language, how do we organize their personalities, their learnings, their abilities, and yearnings? Max Dupree said, I hope that you will allow me to include in the meaning of equity the chance to advance in the organization and the chance to reach one's potential. Um, And that is so huge because people don't want to just earn a paycheck. People don't want to just contribute to a bottom line. They want to know that they're meaningfully a part of a process that matters, especially for our organization in the context of eternity. And he said, any organization accrues to itself three kinds of equity. It is incumbent on a leader to protect them. A leader focuses not on her image as a leader, but on the tone of the body of the organization. A leader ensures that priorities are set, that they are steadfastly communicated and adhered to in practice. And thirdly, a leader ensures that the planning for the organization at all levels receives the necessary direction and approvals. This is so relevant to me right now as I'm trying to lead our group into a more efficient restructuring that allows people to reach their potential and allows us as an organization to hit on all eight cylinders and reach our potential. And I cannot emphasize enough that clarity that comes with what have we said we're committing to? How do we best allocate in equity the human resources and then financial resources we have to meet those priorities and being very clear in holding ourselves and everyone else accountable to those results. One last thing Max says in this chapter is a leader reviews and assesses results primarily in three areas, key appointments and promotions, results compared to the plan, and the connection to key public expressions. And so one of the many packs we have Uh, that he calls a pact of love 
that the leader must uphold is to make the organization accountable for results compared to the plan. That is priority number one in my life right now as a leader. Not to be accountable for results is to be seriously out of touch with reality, he says. Only leaders can stand up to the organization and hold it to its goals and its required performance. At the end of the day, leadership is accountability. It's what it is. And so I hope this has helped for you. This is all to drill back to where we started with our last podcast on promises to yourself, being consistent with who you are, promises then that connect to the organization, and then results that we have to have that meet those priorities of promise. I hope this helps you. This is at the center of where I'm living these days. This is both, you know, an expenditure of grace fuel on my part that's happening, but also it's infusing me with re-energized grace, re-energized focus as we're leading our organization in this 21st century challenge of an ever-changing culture. The one thing that will always transfer is a leader who knows the promises she's made to herself and the promises she's made to her organization and the results that have to happen as a result of those promises. We are, as leaders, accountable for the continuous renewal of our organization. And that happens by being in touch with reality and keeping our promises. So I hope this helps you. Until the next time on the Leadership Podcast, this is Charlie McMahon. Thanks for listening. Tune in every week as we continue learning and growing in faith, in life, and leadership. And if this has been helpful to you, Subscribe and spread the word, and I will talk to you next week.